Welcome. Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, hello and welcome to our second hour. Very excited because just minutes away we are going to speak with Judd Apatow. He's, of course, the man who's uh, written, directed and produced and has a role in This Is 40, which is the sort of sequel to Knocked Up. And it sounds a little bit like this. It sounds horrible, but do you ever wonder what it would be like if you and your wife were separated by something bigger, like her death? I have given it a, a fair amount of thought. Not in any painful way, but just like a gentle floating off. It's got to be peaceful. I mean, this is the mother of your children. And then the new wife would be great. God, I can't wait to meet my second wife. <laughs> I hope she likes me better than this one. <laughs> Why does it say 38 and not 40? Because your mom wants to be 38. Let's not mention it again. Why do you fight? I don't know. You get so mad at me. <laughs> Sometimes I think you want to kill me. I do want to kill you. How would you do it? I would poison your cupcake. I would enjoy our last few months together. But while killing you... A great relationship film. Judd Apatow joins us next on the KFC Summer Session right here on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Some good times are better shared, like KFC's new cricketers pack, Good Times. All right, it is time to speak to Jad Apatow. Before we do, Cash, look, yep. uh, Bozra and I have made an, an executive yep. decision. We uh -huh. think that given you didn't see the film, uh, yeah. this well, is well, There wasn't invited. Well, yeah. no, look, that, that, that's just conjecture. Uh, hearsay. Uh, we did on social media. We, we think that maybe you should sit out the interview. Uh, yeah. He's oh. a very important man. Uh, he oh. deserves our respect. And we, as I said, we suit, went to sort of the film. Suit yourself. Yeah. So if you can, Cash has left the building. No, no, don't. <laughs> all, all, out. all the way out. You'll never find somebody like me. I'm, I'm not starting till you close the door. Go. Just you and me, Bozzer. That's good, isn't yeah, it? Good. Much better, <laughs> well, it's not just you and me because it's a huge thrill to welcome to the show a man who's produced, directed, written and starred in some of the most memorable comedy films of his generation. You think about Anchorman, 40-year-old virgin, bridesmaids, knocked up. Not only that, but he wrote and produced uh, on the Larry Sanders show, maybe the best television oh. show ever ever. As I said, the sort of sequel to Knocked Up is called This Is 40. It's in cinemas in Australia, I think Thursday. Judd Apatow, welcome. Hi, Judd. Hi, Judd. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you, did you hear any of that, Judd? I heard nothing. <laughs> I just, just gave you the greatest intro ever talk, not only about your films, but about Larry Sanders' show being the best television program of oh, all time. Marvelous. Welcome to the show, mate. <laughs> Well, I assume, uh, you know, that it would only make my head bigger, yep. and I shouldn't hear your praise. That's, <laughs> probably, that's probably true. I, I read a tweet from you uh, uh, overnight or yesterday saying you were off to the Golden Globes, that you had to, had to leave early because you hate traffic and love to arrive so early it's lame. Did you do all of that? Oh, my gosh, I was there so early. But there's so much traffic. They just go through your car. It's like an episode of Homeland there. And, uh, and so I get there early, and then I just, like, stalk the actors and actresses that I want to meet. And I, I, I annoy them. So it's a lot of me just lurking around Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> and, Judd, from somebody here who turned 41 on Sunday oh, um, and watching your oh, film. Yeah, yeah, well, well I, I was congratulations until I saw the film. <laughs> um, it, a lot of, lot of home truths rang home. Is this based on your experiences? 
Uh, it, you know, it's kind of a third based on me, a third based on my friends, and then whatever's really gross and embarrassing is based on things that have happened to Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes, who basically stars as you, really. <laughs> is it that, that whole Paul Rudd thing? Can I just say it's brilliant? Your, your kids are, um, deliver amazing performances, your mm. daughters. Is it rude, rude for me to say that your wife, Leslie Mann, is brilliant in this film, plus she's really hot? Uh, well, that's, I, she likes to hear that, and uh, I agree with everything that you're saying, and she, she did a great job in the movie. She's one of the few people who can be really hilarious and also, like, heartbreaking and angry and intense at the same time. Uh, she just she, she has changed gears so fast, and uh, I mean, I'm really proud of what she does in the movie. It's a pretty r ridiculously uh, amazing performance. Now, John, without giving away too much about the film, I'd like to ask about that scene um, when Paul runs into the the, the car, the, the car door. Did he do, did he do his own um, stunt for that, or was that used, was that a stunt man? Uh, well, I, I I have to say this: Paul Red does not do his own stunts. He's no Tom Cruise. <laughs> it wasn't Paul even him Red sitting on the toilet. He's getting a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> Music plays a really crucial role in this film and a lot of your films doesn't and it's not just about you know showing up not just a soundtrack but as a point of difference even a point of argument between characters is that something that's true of your life yes let's see i never agree on what to play on the radio like anytime a song comes on the radio i'll start singing it you know uh like i'll just go like i got one more silver dollar she changes it and it just turns into something by kaja gugu then she's so happy <laughs> now uh, paul's a uh, needy dad or pete as his name is in the film oh, albert brooks, brooks he was absolutely outstanding what was it like working with him well i've always been afraid to ask my heroes to be in my movies. I've, I've always found it easier to just work with like young people who are happy to be there. Mm. I just get scared of, I get scared of the giants of our industry. Yeah. But with this, I uh, I spent a few years trying to write a part that, that I thought could entice Albert Brooks, and and he liked it. And of course, we rehearsed with him and played, and 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 he helped make it a thousand times better. And he's so funny, yeah. and but also so smart. He's a great actor and mm. and, and just a, a brilliant man and a novelist. So uh, you know, when you work with those types of people, they they make everything better. Not and, just their, and that's their work. an interesting point you brought up, uh, uh, Judd, about uh, working with say big names and so forth. I'm from a sporting background. I know um, a lot of managers or coaches, in you know, they struggle with that as well. I was wondering, do they call you the boss or do they call you Judd? Well, what do they call you? Because in in a sporting dressing room, we call our manager boss or gaffer. What do they call you? I just find anyone calls me boss. It's, it's an insult. Like it's a joke. It's like, all right, boss. All right, boss. Like it's never out of respect. Stick around, Judd Apatow. I want to talk to you more about Heroes and this film. When we come back on the KFC Summer Session for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC, it's Tastefully Chockers. Good times. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's Tastefully Chockers. Good times. Well, Pat Cash didn't see the movie This Is 40, so he's been banned from the studio. Still stay out there, Cashy. Mark Bosnich and I did the job for our second date, and we are speaking to the writer, the director, the producer, and star of This Is 40. Judd Apatow, you were talking earlier about uh, Albert Brooks and how he's one of your acting heroes. Well, Graham Parker's, for me, is one of my music heroes. How did you get him to play himself, talking about gout, bunions, age, and really a, a lack of success? You know, I wanted to to have a 
this uh, world where Paul Rudd has a record company that puts out his heroes from the 70s and 80s and all these singer-songwriters who don't sell a lot of records anymore, but who he loves. And I needed someone who would be comfortable making fun of themselves. So I knew Graham Parker had great music and he's a great artist, but that he also is funny enough and self-effacing enough that he doesn't mind talking about the fact that he doesn't sell as many records as they used to sell in the in the 70s or the 80s. And he's a hilarious guy. And the funny thing that happened is, in the whole movie, we just make fun of how bad his career is. <laughs> and then as a result of that, people loved him so much in the movie in the United States that he got his band, The Rumor, back together. Yeah. And they toured the United States on this huge, sold-out tour. <laughs> so by saying his, his career was awful, it suddenly got great again. Did you take a commission out of that? I, I'm waiting on the check. You're waiting. It hasn't come yet. Uh, the film, one of the great things about that film, I suppose, is the idea of people who you know, love unconditionally uh, but are desperately annoyed with each other. That seems to be a common thing in life, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's something you don't see a lot of in the movies and on television, that you could love someone more than anything in the world and have them drive you completely insane. I mean, people can adore each other and be at each other's throats. Mm. Whenever Leslie and I get into a fight and one of my kids says, why are you fighting? I always say, imagine you had to spend the rest of your life with your best friend and you never got a break. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that's really what it is. You just, every once in a while, you just run out of gas. You, and and and, they, and it goes off the rails, and that's what the movie's about. It's about, like, a moment when it went off the rails and how they get it back on the rails. Yeah, it's sensational. What it is is comedy with meat. The meat happens to be basically your life, but still. A few lessons there for some families yeah. who, who do have those type of problems but tend to push them under the carpet and they come out in other ways. I reckon that scene at the birthday party when it all come out, I think that's how all families should sort out their differences. Yeah. I mean, that's what the whole movie is about. It's just about, you know, that... Most people hold in everything they're mad about it, but when it comes out, everything comes out yeah. and it all explodes. You've been voted or uh, you know recognised as uh, was one of the smartest people in Hollywood, one of the fifty, or maybe the smartest. Ideas you seem to they seem to you know churn and come out of you great, with great regularity. Whereas I'm I'm a man who hasn't had an idea since the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> is your head full of ideas or do you need and you work with an ensemble cast? Is it important to have people around you to have that kind of stuff come out? You know, I finished this movie, and I, I don't even have an idea for another one, so I, can't, I don't feel like the idea man right now. I, I feel completely fried and empty, because I just gave everything I had to this movie. So now I'm in that place where, you know, I'm just reading a lot and hoping something occurs to me. And it usually, usually when I least expect it, I'll just kind of wake up with a notion of what to work on next. But usually what I'm working on is something that's bothering me emotionally. I, you know, I, I kind of write movies to figure something out about life. Well, look, it's a terrific film. This is 40. Uh, it opens across Australia this week. Anyone in, in a relationship should go and see this yeah. movie with their partner. And before he goes, I've got to ask, I've, I've been asked by all the boys, all my friends to ask, uh, Megan Fox... Is she as good in real life as she is on the screen? <laughs> well, uh, well, you say as good. I'll just say visually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, shut not at all. I, I, yeah. Yes. In fact, when she like enters rooms, you literally feel like the temperature of the room changes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paul Rudd is like you know trying to be funnier than he usually is. Yeah. Everyone, everyone competing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to talk to shallow people like us, Judd. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on another great film.
Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, earlier today we did hear that Lance Armstrong on the interview with Oprah Winfrey did tearfully confess uh, and apologise for his drug cheating for all those years. A question on our poll at triplem.com.au was should Lance Armstrong have to pay back all of his prize money? Well, the answer is in yes. 80% of Australians believe he should. Uh, That sounds about right. Michelle Bridges from The Biggest Loser joins us next. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash, I'm Tony Squires. Well, the heat across Australia, imagine one of the things that would be difficult to do would be training and somebody who will be doing a lot of that with the new series of The Biggest Loser on the 10 Network is Michelle Bridges and she joins us right now. G'day, Michelle. G'day, how are you guys? Yep, hey, Michelle. Very Thanks, well, thank Michelle. you. Uh, it's so, been so hot around Australia. Have you and those poor people you're putting through <laughs> the torture, how have they been coping? Well, they just had to harden up and just get through it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's tough sometimes when it's this hot and, you know, usually you'll find other ways to train that, you know, like go for a swim or go for a surf or, or you know, doing something that keeps you cool over summer when it is really hot. I mean, going to the, if you are a, a gym member, it's always good to have a gym that's got air conditioning. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to keep moving. So this, this, fo- this series is focused on... Uh on, on genetics, it's, it's uh, parents and children. Is that is that correct? Yeah, it's a generation. generation. It's, it's exciting well, because we, we're getting like a you know a lot of different stories from the contestants with regards to what's been going on at home, and you know it all stems from family life and and the habits that perhaps the parents mm. had had creep, crept in over their life as they were growing up, and then have, then introduced their children. But mm. and it's sort of I guess taken an opportunity for them to step back and have a look in at what's going on at home and then realising that, hey, you know, we've probably been setting up these poor habits right from the word go and and the children have, you know, bought in on it. Michelle, you've done quite a few of these shows. If you had to simplify it and and keep it quite short, what would you define as the the best lessons or the greatest lessons that that anyone can learn in terms of keeping themselves and their body and, and hence their health in shape for their life? It's got everything to do with your head. And, you know, I, I know you've got a few tennis players there, and they, I'm sure that they would agree. You know, you keep a positive attitude. You keep, you know, you believe in yourself, and you believe that you're capable, and you get out there, and you just get into it. I mean, it, it all starts with how you think, and you need to change your perspective if you really want to make a change. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over. Isn't that what they say insanity is and expecting different results? <laughs> you need to change the way you think, and then from there will change, you know, thoughts, words, action. Now, Michelle, as, as a slightly, you know, uh, chubby bloke, oh, I've gone. There's a lot of personal You've lost trainers, oh, yeah, uh, but I constantly dis- disappoint my trainers. They're always disappointing. <laughs> them. In the end, they they leave me. Uh, but one thing I've noticed about trainers, Michelle, is they are always finding new and interesting things. There's always they're always on the lookout for, I don't know, for a new set of stairs for you to run up. <laughs> you know? yes. do, do you, in your spare time, just drive around cities, going, that would be a great place to hurt someone? Absolutely, you know, this is this is what dreams are made of. I just lay in bed at night dreaming up all these torturous exercises. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to try that out on someone. I, you know, I think as a trainer, you need to keep things interesting, and particularly there are, you know, there's a lot of clients out there that want to, 
be challenged in different ways and they'll, they'll get bored very quickly. But then you have other clients who just love the consistency and love, you know, doing some of the same stuff all the time. So you, as a trainer, you've really just got to be able to mix it up and also understand what it is that, the, that, that you know, your client actually wants, what sort of results they want. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, with the contestants, it's just really about getting them back on track. It's about, you know, unraveling, um, the habits that have been holding them back, the mindset that has been holding them back, building up their self-belief and sort of, I guess, rewriting a different future for not only the parent but, of course, for the child as well. And passing that on to the next generation is so critically important. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrific idea to be doing this style of show. Uh, I'm sure I'll be sitting in front of the television crying at some point. Michelle Bridges, as always, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for being part of the show. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm assuming you were doing lunges the whole time we've been talking. Lunging, honestly, I've been in. We, we've looked at weights in Push-ups and weights. Boz does it all the lunging. time. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you're very lucky you're somewhere else. How many push-ups else. can you do in a minute, Michelle? Oh, jeeba. <laughs> I haven't really tested myself. Well, yeah. well, I want you to do that because yeah. I'll be ringing you back in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on for the challenge. I'll get onto that yeah. Yeah, you better. Bozza did one really slow one. It was very disturbing. <laughs> See you later on, Michelle. <laughs> this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. We spoke earlier, well, Mark Bosnich and I did spoke to Judd Apatow. Sorry, Cashy. Uh, uh, back anyway. Yeah, you are back in. Look, and you've done terrifically since you've been back in. Thank you. The movie was This Is 40. Now, simply, it just made us think about relationships because that's what the film is about. And one of the things that, uh, that really come through, Boz, is yes. that it's about people who do love each other. Yes. Very deeply. They've been together like for a long time. Like yeah, like, exactly. Mm. But over that time, they've managed to find a lot of things about each other that annoys them. Mm. Now, so but I think that's part of the love, right? You know? it, it is yeah. completely. It's, it's You're so wrong, but I still love you. That's right. <laughs> but even small things suddenly become annoying in relationships. And we're not talking about things that are going to destroy the relationship, but you know, when you're, you're a little bit yeah. annoyed... Leaving with the you... foot towel on the bathroom floor after a shower. Exa- well, yes. Uh, yes. Is that one of yours, your little traits? I is like it? that. No, okay. Well, so oh, not my trait. Oh, okay. We thought we might uh, do a bit of research, and my research was... And I thought I'd... You know, ring my, my beautiful wife, Kate, Melanie, Pascoe, uh, and see if there was Pope. anything. I was assuming there would be nothing uh, that she found annoying about what I do. Um, so this is... Please well, say she didn't say go into the films with me. No, she didn't. Oh, that did. She doesn't worry about that at all. <laughs> we'll throw that on the end of this line. Yeah, but yeah, you just kept a, that one a secret, haven't you? Just have a little listen to what she had to say. Okay. Um, I hate the way that you sleep on your back, whether or not you're snoring. Um, even just, I hate- just sleeping on my back. Just sleeping on your back, it just annoys me beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I hate the way you unroll the newspapers and leave the plastic around. I hate, hate, hate the way you choose a T-shirt from the bottom of the pile and let them all unfold and I have to refold your T-shirts every second day. I hate the way you use the basket in our room as a washing basket, even though it's not a washing basket. I hate the way you make big deals about little chores like sweeping up outside or putting the rubbish out. Um, I'm not sure where else to go. There's so many, but that gives you a little idea. 
Well, um, that didn't go, look, didn't go quite oh, as well dear. as I'd hoped, well. that, that conversation. <laughs> but how can you say, I hate the way you sleep on your back? I mean, I'm getting on if I sleep the, beside my hips exactly. really no, hurt. As long as you don't snore, I don't see what the problem oh, is. Don't you think that's I think that's idea? actually healthier to sleep yeah. on your back for your back. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Did you, what about your wife? Uh, uh, girlfriend. Bosa? Girlfriend. Uh, well... When you and uh, our erstwhile producer Sam told me, you know, about, you know, could you ring up uh, Sarah, my girlfriend? And yes. I did. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I said, Sarah, we're doing this thing on the show about things that annoy you. Mm -hmm. And and I said, could you do it? She said, no. And I said, why? And she said, well, the, you know, one of the things that do annoy me is you ringing me up, asking me to do these things <laughs> and put the phone down. Um, so hence the face when you come in. We know Bozzo is quite a jovial fellow, as you all know. You're right. Always smiling and all that. And then TS come in and said, uh, what's up, Bozzo? And I told him that's why my face was down. All right. I want to know, one triple three five three. you're in a relationship. Uh, you love this person unconditionally, but there are things that annoy you. I don't want to hear, yes, it annoys me the way... He sleeps with my best friend. I want, to, <laughs> I, want, I want those little things that have built up and annoy you that you still love them. One triple three five three on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. For the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC, it's tastefully chockers, good times. Aaron, what do you do that you annoys your partner or vice versa? Uh, got it. Uh, oh, she, uh, Aaron didn't hear that. Try again. Yeah, uh, reasonably new partner. We've been going out for about a year and a year and a bit. Mm -hmm. Love it a bit. Yep. But she uh, picks her nose and eats it. Oh, How old is she? Eight. <laughs> that that should have been in the kiddies one earlier <laughs> on at the show. Third, I understand she's in her forty-five. Forty-five. G'day, Sarah. What what does he do? I'm still in shock on that one. Oh, he is constantly telling me how to drive. Wow. Love it to bits, but that really annoys me. D directions yeah. or the actual how to drive? No, how to drive, like brake, what are you indicating for, <laughs> did you even head check? And he's had four accidents, I've had one. So clearly <laughs> I'm the better driver. There you go. <laughs> I reckon that is an absolute that classic. I reckon every second couple is having <laughs> that exact argument. Maybe he's talking about himself. Yeah. Matt, g'day. <laughs> what do they do? Hey, my wife's always telling me how wrong I am. Uh, well, she's probably right. Yeah, well, she is, but that's not the point. It's <laughs> always telling me. I love it, Matt. Swing it around, Matt. I told you, swing it around. Use one of the Bozzo's tactics. Swing it around and say, listen, we all know that when people point the finger that you say 99% of the time they're talking about themselves and then turn and walk. Does that ever work for you, the boss? Always. Always. Really? <laughs> Plenty of other ones out there in relationships and topic we may See. get to. We could do for hours and hours. Sadly, we are quickly running out of time on the oh. KFC Summer Session right here on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Sadly, that is where we have to leave you for today. Tomorrow, well, Pat Rafter may have an underpant ad, but there's a new one for the great man, Pat Cash. Does yes. it involve a mullet? We'll go there tomorrow. Thanks being here today. Have a, have a great evening. Katie, I'm sleeping on my back tonight. The KFC Summer Session for the all-new Cricketers Pack at KFC. Perfect for sharing. Good times. Oh.